1: Hello and Welcome to the podcast today, everyone. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Today, we are addressing risk and compliance in payment service providers, specifically the techniques and technology that are used by payment service providers while onboarding clients to reduce their onboarding risk. And joining me to talk about all of this today is Jose Caldera. He's the chief products officer for Accuant. You might know them better as Identity Mind as the more of the name brand and, and the recognition in this space. Jose, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you, Tyler. Happy to be here.
1: Excellent. Well, I'm excited about this conversation just as we dive in and talk about risk and compliance in payment service providers. So, Jose, just to start off, what are some of the primary risks that payment service providers face when they're onboarding clients?
0: Well, I mean, there are certainly, you know, the biggest always risk is whether that company that you are offering payment services to has the financial, you know, responsibilities to to perform, right? And obviously, there's always risk because as you are processing payments for those businesses, you have certain liabilities associated to those businesses, depending on what type of payments uh, instruments you use. So, you know, the most common case of credit cards, for example, if you're processing credit cards for a business, then the cards have their own rules and some of that liability is shifted, especially if you are in the online world uh, towards the, the provider of those services. But there are other many types of risks. Uh, some of those clients could be a lending company. Some of those clients could be um, money service businesses, for example. Or some of them may operate in high-risk environments on so gaming, gambling, nutraceuticals, for example, where there is a large risk um, of fraud in those cases. And, and, and as a premium service provider that has to offer services and onboard these clients, then, then you have to be looking at the different types of dimensions of risk that is associated with them. So... In the world of, of acquiring banks and and, um, and merchant acquiring, if you will, historically, there there is a very strong process for underwriting. And the underwriting process has many dimensions to it as to how you assess the risk of those clients that you're onboarding. There is a lot of the, the risk, if you will, could be associated to what is this particular client that you're trying to import? What is their business model? And then there is, there is in a way, the, the financial risk, which is whether that client is going to be able to perform or not most of the technologies in my experience working with our clients in this area has been on the side of is this a good client to work with versus the financial risk associated to that client so it's important to to know that most of my expertise is part of the underwriting process not not the whole underwriting process now as things have evolved, and as the market has evolved, those practices of underwriting clients has taken different levels and different different versions of, of it. Um, as we have moved more towards a, a digital and, and business models are more peer-to-peer and remittances and, and so forth, you have there is a, a a new world, if you will, of payment providing services that doesn't necessarily follow the same underwriting practices that historically have been parts of this market. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that's, that adds a, an interesting layer to this issue, right? Because suddenly you got new companies in the fintech world that are also doing payments, for example, but they don't necessarily have the same uh, framework of uh, reference that acquiring banks had before or PSPs had before that were very focused in a way with you know, payment fraud kind of thing. So so I think there has been an evolution in terms of what it means to onboard a client and the risk associated to that onboarding. And in in that shift has has really has really been interesting, mostly because of the evolution of the business models that those clients may have that is no longer just Payment credit card payments, but it's also uh, B2B relationships and payouts and cross-border payments and so forth. And and I think the industry practices in terms of how you onboard a client has shifted a little bit or or has different dimensions that before it, it just didn't have.
1: Right. So, you mentioned that, that, that shift and that evolution that's taken place in that particular area. How, how have you seen the technology of onboarding um, clients really evolve over the years as well to help mitigate that risk, perhaps?
0: It certainly has been a, a, a big focus into the viability and the cleanliness of that business and how you measure risk of the constitution of the business and the people that are behind that business. So you know, I know this scenario that we're going to talk about later um, that has to do with the regulatory landscape, but there has been a lot of push from the regulatory entities like um, FinCEN in the United States or the FCA in the UK or the Commission in Mexico. So there has been a lot of push for anti-money laundering regulations. And what that pushes downstream, if you will, is that the acquiring or the sponsoring banks are asking those payment service providers that they understand who they're dealing with, right? And there are sort of two things that people commonly say about this. is There is a KYB, which is Know Your Business. There is a KYC, which is Know Your the clients, but in this case, who are the people behind those businesses? And there is also the know your customers, customers, which is in the industry is called as KYCC. So that push for regulatory environment have caused that when you're looking at a business, you're also looking at the structure of that business, right? And making sure that that business is not doing, is not being like a shell corporation or something that is is a layer for you know, for cleaning illicit money in a way. So, so that has then caused different types of technologies to come in. So the abilities to perform that type of verification of, of clients and businesses in real time has uh, shifted a little bit and it's requiring different types of technology. In the past, an acquiring process, for example, or underwriting process could take, you know, a month, right? But... With the evolution of technology, obviously, you don't, you want on demand service. And so you have a bunch of new businesses that are requiring payments. And in that underwriting process has shifted because people expect real time results, right? Mm-hmm. You expect to get a, a processing account on, on real time and so forth. So that has shifted then to the types of technologies that are available to perform those types of tests. In terms of, uh, you know, what is the likelihood of this is a real business? Uh, are they online? Are they, do their owners are uh, people that you can, that, that are not sanctioned or they are not in countries that. Are, so, so the technologies that are able to assess and make all those assessments have a little bit. Shifted in the sense that that now you need different types of technologies, you need different types of data sources, different types of databases of email and device fingerprints and so forth that actually give you a much better perspective of the business and in those users. Again, none of that really changes the analysis and underwriting of you know bank accounts and get the bank statements and, and making sure that that the business is viable from the financial perspective and so forth. So all of that continues to be there, and some of that is still a very manual type of work. So if there is part of the technology where things have not perhaps advanced as, as fast, is probably in that financial risk assessment. So a lot of the technologies that are being applied, say, for example, for loan for individuals, right? There is a lot of machine learning, a lot of financial risk models are, are having built uh, along the lines of loans. Some of that hasn't quite translated yet into the underwriting world to to get the financial risk of of the, of the businesses. Um, some of it has, and and you know so there are there are many fintech companies that are specifically aimed towards understanding financial risk. So some of those practices could be well served in the onboarding world, and uh, it doesn't seem that they are applying those yet too fast to this onboarding onboarding world. Um, the other area of technology that has been interesting, again, in a way shaped by what the market is seeing in terms of, of patterns and, and fraud and so forth, is getting to make sure, for example, if a business says, oh, I'm gonna sell shoes, for example, that there are technologies that go and crawl the online world and, and, you know, the website and so forth and make sure that that person is actually selling shoes and not selling something else. And, in part of that, again, it comes from there is, there are different fraud models or risk models that could happen in their, um, that that may be associated to that. There is a you know large type of vector of of area of risk called trade based laundering, for example. That that acquiring banks or payment service providers need to be very aware of, mm-hmm. and that is the ability of those businesses to actually sell what they're supposed to sell and not sell something else, right? That somebody's using their rails to to sell something different. I think technology, on the one hand, is being applied to. The ability to understand the structure of the business and who are the people behind that business in, in the world of regulation, you know, we use the term UBO and it, it basically speaks to the ultimate beneficiary uh, of that, of that company. So by law, anybody over 25% of ownership, you need to do a proper KYC and maybe an enhanced diligence depending on who that person is. But. But certainly technology moving to that direction, technology moving into the understanding who the users are, technology into understanding who the users of your clients are, and then technology in assessing the financial risk of those businesses.
1: Absolutely. So you mentioned there, just kind of throughout the course of your answer, the the conversation around regulations, and and my, you know, my, my understanding of it would be, or my perception is that regulations seems uh, like an area that is um, a big task, a big undertaking, a, a big thing, and a big uh, topic of discussion around all of this. And so, is that the case? Uh, are, are regulations kind of a, a big issue to talk about? And if so, you know, how do you help your clients kind of manage the regulatory process?
0: I guess there are different aspects of regulatory environments. And I'm going to focus on two, and, and, and I'm not saying that those are the only ones. Um, depending on the nature of your business, uh, meaning the nature of the business of the clients, there may be other regulations. Um, but, but the two that I will sort of touch on, on the one hand, is sort of the regulatory environment that is enforced by the sponsoring banks. And the second one is a more overarching type of regulatory processes, which is the Bank Secrecy Act. And again, there might be many other ones. There might be FCRA. There might be COPA. There might be CCPA. I mean, there there are there are many other types of different regulatory environments that may impact the way that you offer your payment services but in general the ones that at least we see with our clients and we see that we cater to are those that have to do with making sure that you're complying with the with the guidelines of your sponsoring bank and those that have to do with the bank secrecy act that you know Roughly, the the, the, bank, the BSA is is really all about anti-money laundering. On the former, the banks that sponsor your payment services are they need to comply with a set of regulations. So some of the things that they do is that they push some of those regulatory processes into the acquiring entities into the payment service provider that makes the payment service provider um, or the Payfac in the terminology to have to comply with those requirements are coming from the sponsoring bank and and there are a lot of requirements It's not just about kyc or sanctions or or transaction monitoring etc and but but what we have seen though is that because the acquiring banks or the sponsoring banks are being pushed by the regulatory framework overall, they are pushing some of those requirements downstream. In, in those requirements, the ones that, that, that we help our clients with are in the realm of fraud prevention, in the realm of transaction monitoring for money laundering, KYC, KYB, and sanctions. So Within those, uh, depending on who the businesses that you offer services to, they may change. So, if you are, you know, opening an account for somebody selling goods online, for example, and those goods are, say, shoes. Right, your regulatory framework is very different than if you are offering payment services for a peer-to-peer payment provider or a money service business or or a nutraceutical, for example. So it, it depends on what is what is your client portfolio. So some of the risk that you undertake on that and some of the assessment of that risk depends on on the environment in which those clients operate. Clients that then have to comply with AML, for example, and someone the in honor regulations, then you yourself then have certain responsibilities according to that. And as I said, some of those are really imposed by the sponsoring banks, some of those are imposed by the federal authorities or the or the state authorities, depending on 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 that. So as a payment service provider, then you may be subject to different forces in terms in terms of those regulations. And some of those may be even further exacerbated by the type of businesses that you are offering payment services to. So so the the section and the personnel that deals with compliance and risk I actually have to understand very well the environments in which those those operate. Um and again, there are many other types of regulations and in and, and those may be subject also to other types of regulations depending on the businesses that they offer services to.
1: hmm I want to talk a little bit more about Accuant and and what you do. So, a, a customer that that utilizes your services to help manage their risk, what does that platform look like for them? And w- kind of give me a sense of the information that they have access to through that.
0: So, there are there are two aspects of the services that we provide through um, our platform, and you know, the first one is the in the onboarding process. How do you perform an understanding of who your of who the business is? You know, is it it seems like a viable business, it seems like a, a business that is, for example, registered with the tax authority or is a business that has the, the people that are registering the business for are in the uh, are registered as part of that business, for example. So understanding that part of the structure. Then performing whether that business or any of the associates is in any of the sanctions or, or the, or the people are on the PEP list side, which then you have to do a special process about, right? Especially depending on, on who they are. So, so the, on the onboarding side, we help on understanding the business and the people behind the business. Then. We can also give visibility into for, for a payment service provider into the risk of the client base of the client itself. So that's what we call KYCC. So by enabling the client to send transactions and to send who the users are, then you as a, as a payment service provider, you have visibility into the client base of your clients, and that helps... That payment provider to make sure that the risk associated to that business is evaluated based on the users of that business. And again, depending on the business, sometimes you actually are required to understand who the consumers of the business are. So we help on that. KYB, KYC, KYCC, sanctions, PEPs in that, in the boarding process. Now, once the client starts and, and you've onboarding a client, well, risk doesn't stop there, right? Because as soon as that client starts transacting, right, as soon as you start actually, you know, doing payments for that uh, and, and offering your payment services, you have to monitor their behaviors and the transactions associated with them. So we help them in monitoring the transactions and the fraud that may be associated at the transaction level. In the fraud and risk, not only the fraud, but also the risk of money laundering. In general, fraud is an early indicator of money laundering. So we help them then in understanding the transaction level risk associated with that client portfolio at different levels, aggregated or individual or their businesses. And, and then as they transact, the risk profile of those may change over time, right? So there, is, there are many different types of scenarios there that, that could imply risk to the PSP and the payback. So from the risk perspective and the fraud perspective, then there is all that. Then when you move into the regulatory type functions, right, from, from the... From the money laundering perspective, then we also offer them the ability to do case management and to take those transactions and create alerts of suspicious activities and then use a case management system to create uh, regulatory reports that are necessary, if not for them directly, that they pass on to their sponsoring bank that can do it on their behalf. Right. So, again, I wish to say that this is a a simple infrastructure, but it really depends on the types of businesses that you are performing payments for. Now there is there is in addition to that, there is a layer of, of other things that have to do then with alternative payments. So most people when they talk about payments online, they think they think that is about credit cards. But there are other many types of Payment types that also bring their own level of risk, and the different models and scenarios for that. So, in those range from digital wallets like PayPal and Apple Pay, for example, uh, to things like virtual currencies that have a very different, you know, set of rules and 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 risks associated with it, or ACH, which is bank, which is um, checks, right, and, and the communication of. Actually, not not checks quite, but but it's, it's basically the clearing house for those for those checks. Mm-hmm. So depending really on the scope of payment services that you want to provide, then your aspects of risk are different. So as part of the risk analysis and the fraud prevention of the of the platform, you have the ability then to segment, if you will, depending on the payment types, depending on the geographies, depending on the risk levels of the clients. So so we allow and we help our clients to build fraud prevention policies that are adequate to the type of businesses that they serve. And we also give them the ability to, depending on the requirements that they may need to fulfill from the perspective of money laundering, they can also segment how they treat those businesses and what type of monitoring they need to assess the risk of those businesses in real time. So, trying to summarize the KYB process, the KYC process, the KYCC process, sanctions and PEPs, transaction monitoring for fraud. in. Money laundering and the operational areas that then lead to the regulatory reporting associated to that.
1: Absolutely, and that that sounds like it sounds like quite a process to to understand your risk in all these different areas, like what you're describing. So it's important. It it seems like to me, anyways, to have a partner that you can trust that can help provide solutions that make that process a little bit more simple, right?
0: That is correct, And, and I think in today's environment you want a lot of this to be as automated as possible. And because that is in itself, your ability to provide these types of services in real time and sort of provide a framework of consistency that is free of of, of risk in a way. Nothing is free of risk, actually, but, but you have a healthy ecosystem, if you will it is it becomes a competitive advantage without a question so those companies that spend the time making sure that their ecosystems are strong and robust in terms of their fraud prevention in terms of the money laundering in terms of the onboarding all of those clients tend to do better at the end of the day because they have they are most trustworthy they they have better relationships with both their clients and the sponsoring banks associated with it. So so I think that when, when you look at all this technology and you look at the abilities of these technologies to automate a lot of that process from the perspective of not just onboarding, but monitoring and, and in the operations of it, then you realize that those businesses actually scale better and do better, right? So the ability to consume and to adopt technologies that can make that process more automated, in general, are those companies that are going to succeed.
1: Absolutely. Well, Jose Caldera, he uh, is the Chief Products Officer for Accuant. Uh, previously, you may know the company as Identity Mind. if you're in this particular space. So, Jose, where can people find more information about what you're doing at Accuant and, uh, and and the services that you provide?
0: Accuant.com, certainly, and, and or IdentityMindGlobal.com. Global.com. Just, just to clarify, Accuant Acquire identity mine. So it's, it's, uh, so the services that we're describing here today, um, were more associated with identity mine, but, uh, we, we became part of Accuant, uh, this year. And now we have stronger relations and stronger positions, especially on the identity verification side. So to find more information, either Accuant.com, And then you can navigate through it, or you can also go to identitymininglobal.com.
1: Excellent. Well, Jose, thank you so much for joining me today and uh, diving into this topic of risk and compliance in payment service providers. We appreciate it very
0: much. Thank you very much, It was great talking to you.
1: Absolutely. I I enjoyed the conversation a lot. And everybody out there, I hope that you enjoyed listening along to this conversation today as well. Again, make sure to go to acuent.com or IdentityMind. Find those two uh, places and get more information. And of course, stay tuned for more episodes of the podcast. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.